And welcome back to the Culture of Safety podcast. How's it going, Matt? That was a way better intro than the one we just had to delete because you messed up so bad. <laughs> a couple of F-bombs. It's okay. I'm good, dude. How are you? Uh, just busy, man. Doing good. I'm feeling refreshed. We have a, a lot of good content coming out. And I don't know, man. We're just getting a lot of a lot of reviews and people are talking to us. And, you know, I'm just I'm feeling good. I feel like, like what we're doing is making a difference. And, you know, it just felt like... It, a little bit in the beginning, like, you know, you're kind of like talking to yourself and then people start talking to you. You're like, oh, hey, cool. So I'm not just crazy. Honestly. Yeah. Thank you guys for all the people that have given us feedback. I really, I mean, I know I really appreciate it. I'm yeah. sure Joe does too. It's like you said, like a lot of times we, we publish stuff and I'm like, all right, is anybody really listening? But then when you get those kind of text messages or Instagram DMs or whatever mm -hmm. it is, just even if they're small, like I think uh, we had a, I don't know. I forget what you see and what I see on uh, emails and stuff. Right. So I got one last week or whatever. We got one. I think you saw it. And they said they listen on their commute to work in the morning yeah. and they really enjoy it. And like they're excited to listen to the next week's episode. So that was really cool. Uh, I got one last week and they said that they've been listening to our episodes in the beginning and they feel like the track we're heading in is like where our episodes are just continually getting better. Yeah, so I, I do like that. I, that was pretty nice to hear because. Um, I know we're not, we're kind of new at this, right? We're, yeah, new, at we're podcasting new and we're not exactly sure how everything is exactly supposed to be every single episode. So we're figuring it out as we go. We along. literally just shoot this off the hip. You know, we come up with like a topic and we kind of like, okay, well let's talk about this topic. And then after that, it's yeah. <laughs> who knows, but who knows where it could go. We're trying to make it better, right? Yeah. We're, I mean, me and you are having conversations out off the show where we're talking about how can we make the show better for the listeners? What else can we offer them? So yeah. Just thanks everybody for reaching out and giving us feedback. We really appreciate it. And uh, we're having a good, slow, steady growth. I don't know if you looked at our analytics lately, but yeah, it's, we got it's like India, really well. yeah. Germany, uh, Australia. We even have some countries in Africa. I can't mm -hmm. remember which ones exactly. But Djibouti. I don't, I don't think that was, <laughs> that's not Djibouti, that's, but I just like saying Djibouti. <laughs> sure, just, like saying Djibouti. Thank you to everybody. I, I, I yeah. mean, I really appreciate it. Yeah, so. I, I never imagined it would, you know, be anything like this. So it's, it's kind of exciting and kind of makes me feel better. So I, I can put out more content and, you know, stuff that you guys like. And of course, like I said, we always want people to come in and, and interact with us and try to get on the show. And, you know, it's important. I think safety is one of the most important jobs of all time. I had just somebody call me the other day. Actually, this, it was actually this morning talking about how somebody fell 20 feet off a ladder or some, some kind of a story. Yeah. Some kind of story where somebody that they, that they knew uh, fell and got really hurt and they're injured. And, you know, it was funny because she was, she's actually making a cake for my sister for my, her, her birthday. I hope her husband doesn't snitch on me because he listens to the podcast, but um, she's going to make a, making a cheesecake. And she's like, Oh yeah, I had a good friend of mine. He actually got hurt. And, and it's funny she opened it and she goes i didn't think safety was a big a big deal it's kind of stupid you know she admitted she goes and then she finally saw the ramifications of what happens when you don't have safety and i told her i mean look you know that's going to change his life his family's life his kid's life it's going to change the the company right now the company she said oh the company has to pay fork up a ton of money because now he's paralyzed and then they have to build all this construction in the house so that he can have ramps and i'm like yeah you know that's you know that's the reason why i got into this business is you know, when I was working on the ambulance, you see a lot of that stuff and people are impacted for for literally the rest of their lives. So, you know, it's it's one of the most important. I think it's I mean, I can't really say that, but I, I believe it's one of the most important and in, most important industries that anybody can ever, ever grab. And of course, I'm not I'm only speaking to the choir. Anybody who's listening to this, they know that's the reason why they got in, because they they have that care for other people. And 
they really do they do a good job, which is important. Hopefully that's the reason they got in. Eh, well, some people get in it for the money. You know, it's like everything else. You have, you know, 99% good and then you have the 1% bad. So, but this topic, we're actually, again, uh, we're still focusing a little bit towards the entry level. And I think it's really good uh, topic because I know a lot of people when they first get in, there's one of three positions. You're going to either become like a tech over like maybe like a small, maybe like an environmental type tech where you're going to be just doing some basic JSAs or running PPE. Um, you're going to do BBSM and you're going to do training. And so I figured, you know what, let's kind of do BBSM. We have really talked a whole lot about the the behaviorally behavior based safety observation BBSOs. Sometimes I know they're, they're there's man, so many different there's so many acronyms. different acronyms, but um, and the, different types of programs. Yeah, um, just the BBSM. EBSO type of deal. Uh, that's a lot of people get in their foot in the door. And so I think giving, giving our listeners, you know, a good feedback, because I think it's great for both managers and again, for entry level. So what, what's expected of an entry level. And then obviously as a manager, if you're going to be rolling rolling this out, what kind of person are you going to be looking for? Right. I mean, can we, we've talked about it before where we can pick people from out of the field, but you know, if they don't have any safety knowledge, it can make very difficult to navigate that, that transition. So I know, I mean, I've, I've worked at many companies where they have, you know, either a program or they actually have a facilitator. So you actually have some person who's designated as that individual to go out and, you know, just ensure that it's good. And then usually they report to the manager, all of their findings and the data and that kind of stuff. So, so let's start with, uh, BBSM, I think is technically a company, but, uh, what is, like the purpose. Well, of, I say BBSM is behavioral based safety management. I know, but it isn't the or the company. You think it's BBSI? No, BBSI is a company locally. BBSM is actually a trademarked uh, program uh, sold by a company, I believe. Okay, well, I don't know. So hopefully, hopefully, we're not gonna get any copyright <laughs> infringement. That's why a lot of people change the name <laughs> from BBSM to whatever their BBSO. their version okay. of it is. Oh, so like kind of taproot. It, it can't be called taproot. That, exactly. It's root cause. Exactly. Got it. Um. But anyway, so. I mean, I, I'm guessing BBS or some type of behavioral behavioral observation is in all industries. I don't know, but what what exactly? So like, just break down like what is the overall like purpose the idea, or of, idea it? of it? Yeah. So BBS, uh, maybe we'll just call it BBS for now, so, so we don't get a <laughs> <laughs> get a restraining order. Um, BBS is just when you go out to job sites. There's a lot of behavioral based. Um, uh, behaviors that we have that can can cause issues right and sometimes we know about them and oftentimes we don't they're just you know off the cuff maybe just real quick um movements or their habitual um tasks that we do and we do them in such a way that causes us to become more endangered right it can be risky so uh, i give a lot of people the example of you know i know one of my favorite ones is like home alone right when you go to home alone and he's running around the house, right? The burglars are running around the house. There's a lot of hazards, right? Because they're not paying attention to those hazards. It's it's good to have a, a secondary person, kind of like, you know, like safety people. Typically, what we do is we empower the employees to do this process, right? And it's, it's again, it's a, an employee participation program to get the employees to understand that, hey, safety isn't, you know, something that's in some, you know, arbitrary trailer or office, or it's not some external force. Safety is internal, right? You guys need to be, you guys need to be looking at all of these behaviors to ensure that 
other employees are being saved, right? Because I, I always give my employees this this talk when I do a training is, look, I'm not perfect, right? Not, And I expect you that if you see somebody doing something wrong, that you're going to help me out. And rather than it being like a stop work, this is more of an intentional like, hey, I'm going to watch you for about 10 to 15 minutes. Do just whatever task, whatever normal task you do. After at the end of it, I'm going to take my notes. We're going to identify any risk at risk behaviors and how we can learn how to get better at doing that job. Right. A lot of it has to do with like ergonomics. It has to do with reaching and pull distance and weight and stuff like that. And it's really important for us just to identify for employees for, for uh, engagement purposes, helping them help us keep them safe. Yep. So it's it's really a really wide field. I've seen it used in in many different capacities. So I've seen it used in good ways, bad ways. I think I've seen my favorite one is that they use it in every aspect. So even managers. So managers had to have a BBS observation once a month. And they were even surprised about how many findings they were getting. Like even just working in an office can be completely dangerous. You have a bad posture or your computer is tight or your, your keyboard's out too far moving papers all this kind of stuff can actually be, have an impact of people that work in offices as well so yeah i was gonna uh just add on to your your stuff by saying that uh, you, you heard that statistic before but that like um 80 of incidents are caused by an unsafe behavior and 20 percent are on call that's called the pareto principle yes are caused by unsafe act right so i think we focus a lot on the 20 percent of uh unsafe conditions that's why we do jsas or hazard hunts and we right. do inspections and we do all of these things to focus on that 20%. But then the rest of the 80% is really down to the person, right? Right. And I think that's the whole point of and the invention of BBS, a behavior-based so, yeah. program is, hey, we need to find a way to – we can't stand on the job site all day and watch everybody work yeah. everywhere at the same time. So we need to have a program in place that teaches our employees how to watch each other and hopefully try to bring this 80% down yeah. and bring down some of these unsafe behaviors – and so I think that's, I mean, I'm guessing that is the reasoning behind. Yeah, it's initially just, like behind I said, the, it's, the it has, it's multifaceted in how it's not just, okay, we're, we're going to get our employees to do stuff, right? Just, hey, let's give them more work. But it's yeah. trying to give them like an idea that, you know, I own safety. It's not just, again, you know, we've, we've dealt it before. A lot of people, oh, there's a safety guy. That's his job is safety. I like, know his <laughs> job is not to keep you safe. His job is to ensure your safety, but it's your job. Ultimately, if you're dumb and you're not going to follow all the policies and procedures and wear your PPE and if do whatever you want, no safety person in the whole entire world is going to be able to protect you, right? You just can't protect stupid people. It's just how it is. And so that's what this program does. It kind of inform. I think it's a, it's another educational platform to help people understand like, Hey, every single task that I do is, is risky in some facet. How do I bring down that risk? And how do I, you know, it kind of gives employees a good, good participation factor. Like, Hey, I felt good. Cause you know, we're actually talking in a, in a, in a different capacity than, than we normally are. Yeah. I think in theory, uh, everything you said sounds amazing. It sounds amazing. Right. Right. When you hear about a BBS program, you're new to safety. Maybe you're learning about it in school or something. You're like, wow. Wow. Like, is, yeah. How does this not, this yeah. makes sense. Like Textbook, uh, every baby. company should have this. Right. Yeah. But but the practicality, I personally, yeah, I think that's kind of what some of our episodes going to be about is just the actual it working in real life and, and employees being able to actually catch behaviors. It's not impossible, of course, but 
just the efficient, like, I don't even know how to explain it. Like, I guess the practicality, the efficiency, all those things come into yeah, play. Yeah, just, but. like, it's great on paper, but when it's not utilized properly, I, th- I think that's my biggest pet peeve is, again, we've talked about this a couple episodes, many episodes now, is that typically who's the people going in? It's it's the people who either have very little knowledge, right? They're, they're just coming from the field, and they have very little safety knowledge, or any applicable knowledge and no zero leadership. So they're just literally starting on a fresh slate. Mm-hmm. They're going to go in there. And if you don't have a good quality system set up, they're going to flounder. And I think I've seen that. And you've seen that too many times. And I feel like, especially because some customers that I've dealt with require it. Yeah. And once it was a requirement, then it's no longer, you know, uh, you know, volunteer. Right. And that makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the BBS should be a volunteer program. It shouldn't just be like, hey, let's get everybody to do this, right? It's more now, it's, okay, it's a job task. And so if this guy's lazy in doing his JSA, he's going to be lazy doing this BBS. And oh, now yeah. now that data is going to be tainted, right? Yep. And, and that's something we, we're going to talk about here in a little bit. But yeah, in actual practicality, unfortunately, I, I've seen it too many times where the, the system just fails because either it's not supported by management or management just kind of has that idea like, oh, I'm just gonna, we, have, we have to do it. It's, in, it's required. And so what you're going to do is you're going to have your supervisor go out there and require them to do it. He says, no, you're here's the time you, you do it now rather than them wanting to do it and, and seeing the value in it. It's like, it's like everything else. Oh, I have to do a JSA. Uh, oh, I have to do this. Uh, oh, I have to do this. Uh, you know, and we're just putting more tasks and more tasks and more tasks. And if you've ever had a job at the bottom, you know what that's like. Oh, I have to do three times the amount of work for the same pay. Oh, that sounds like uh, something I want to do, right? That's, it's not motivational. And so what I like to do, and, and we'll talk, we'll kind of transition into this later on, is I like to have incentives, right? Make it a volunteer program. Make people want to be part of this. Help, maybe, maybe you can make a transition into better, higher positions. But what I've seen is when people volunteer, and it being on a volunteer basis, and that being like, like I said, incentivized, that's when the system works a little bit better. Especially, I mean, we're talking about management. Management needs to definitely support the program, but. For the most most part, it's gonna it's a tough job. I've seen too many BBSO guys get beat down because they're just like, man, it's hard to manage all the data. It's hard to get these guys to do their job. And I'm like, yeah, it is. And it's 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 the I always I always tell people it's like the trial by fire. Like if you can last, you know, <laughs> a six months to a year or more in in BBSO, then yeah, then you're then you probably could make it in safety for sure because that's exactly what we deal with every day. We tell people what they're supposed to be doing. We give them the reasoning why, and they don't do it, right? Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, I was thinking, because there's so many different variables and different like ways you can look at BBS programs, I was going to just break down some things, and then you tell me your opinions on it. Yeah, we'll, we'll that go over your good. opinion. So first, do you think a BBS program, I think you're, you for sure you already answered this, it should be voluntary, not mandatory. I think mandatory. 100% it should be voluntary. I think, like I said, once you once you force people to do it, then they no longer have the power, right? Exactly. They're not like, they don't feel empowered to do it. And like, no, I haven't, now I'm forced to not, like again, how many times I've been told, oh, I have to do all this work now and get no, nothing out of it. And like, yeah, you you literally, we're requiring them to do extra work, right? 10, 15, it's usually depending on where you're at. I know it's either one or two observations a month. 
you know, times how many ever, you know. That it you, just depends. It just depends on whatever arbitrary number you, you, you come up with. But now they just realize, like, oh, I have to take half an hour, 20 minutes, 30 minutes out of this day of productivity to make to satiate your stupid safety whims. I'm like, okay, yeah. and, what do, and what do I get, right? There's no quid pro quo. It's like you do this or else. And you mm-hmm. know as me. I'm not like that. I'm not that person at all. If I if I'm in that mode, you do what I say or else. The the or else is you getting fired, right? And we're at the point where it's either you're doing something stupid, super stupid, where you're gonna get either yourself hurt or other people, or you're doing something super illegal, right? That that's not and obviously BBSM fits neither one of those. So if I'm forcing you to do something, then obviously yeah. then you're not you're, it's not voluntary. You don't believe in it. Yeah, no, I I completely agree yeah. with that. Um, mandatory, all that's going to do, you make it mandatory. Not only are you, you're just going to get a bunch of crap. You're just, everyone's yeah, gonna you're, you're going to get everything. pencil whipping and it's just going to be forced. It's not <sighs> voluntary. If you're going to have one, voluntary is the way to go. Yeah, it is. It, I, I, I wholeheartedly agree that if your customer is requiring it and that's fine, the customer shouldn't dictate all your numbers. They should say, Hey, you should have, we require you to have a, a BBSO program program. Perfect. Yep. yep. Okay. Cool. We'll have we'll have a facilitator. We'll have a manager over that, and we'll make it a voluntary system. Because if you think about it, right? If your whole if you have a hundred people, and only two of them want to be volunteers, what does that tell you? You need a. It's not. It's culture. not that hard of a question. You need to do a better job at at managing your culture, right? It, and I think that's it's maybe that could be another metric. How many employees out of our, you know, our mm-hmm. workforce are actually doing? bbsm right they want to this is an extra added thing that they see value in that they want to do right if they're doing it that's great if not then he's like hey this why do we only have so so few well either we're doing a lot of extra work we're not giving them the time or they just don't believe in it and if you don't believe in something you're just gonna you're gonna half-ass it okay next question okay do you think that every single employee in the company should be required to bbs's or is it better to, so like, let's say it's voluntary. Should right. we say voluntary to anybody that wants to do one, you do one. Or do we say, hey, you 10 people that want to volunteer, you're the guys that are going to be doing BBSs and going around and, and observing other employees. And we're going to focus on making sure you're doing BBSs correctly. So you're saying open it up to the entire company and anybody. Or creating like a BBS team. Or make like a team. Well, I mean, in my opinion, I mean. Okay, so we're, uh, here's here's where I have to split split the split them in two. You're gonna have to cut the puppy in half. Oh no, don't do that. Right? Is it a puppy? No, it was a it was a baby, right? Whoa! Yeah, split Whoa. the baby in half. It was that I, old old story where it? yeah, it's an old story where I think it's in the testament where like some lady said it was her baby, and other said it was my baby, and then the other the other lady said, okay, I'm gonna cut this baby in half, and then the other lady's like, okay, cool, and then the lady's like, no, that's my baby. You you can have the baby, and that's how they knew it was the baby. No, you don't remember that. Okay. I don't remember that, but that's anyway, a pretty dark story. Yeah, it's it's just a it, yeah. Anyway, so the idea is that in theory, the best answer would be to have everybody do it. So if if you have a manager do it, I mean, how powerful is that? That you know, as if we go into like a meeting, and um, the manager goes and presents, "Hey, I did a BBSM, or someone did a BBS on me, and this is some of the findings." That look, look, even as a manager, there's still risks that I do. You know, that's kind of that's a very powerful statement to your to your to your. Um, well, that's having a BBS performed on them, right? Yeah. Or them doing one. OK. Right. I mean, of course, it could be, you know, manager doing it on another manager or manager doing it on employee. Just whatever, whatever the scenario. I mean, I can come up with a thousand yeah. in, in the perfect world, air quotes, 
a manager going up in front of a whole entire team that's not even in safety. And I'm saying like a, an operations or or accounting, anybody that's not a part of safety that goes in. Oh, yeah, I believe in the system. Look at the things that we found just within our own own department. Right. Uh, the the payroll people come up. Look, you know, I have all these papers stacked up and it could easily fall and all these hazards. Right. That's a very powerful message that safety is for everybody. Right. And that kind of reaches on a broad scope and it helps everybody realize like, oh, yeah, you know, just because I work in the field and they work in the office doesn't mean that they're any safer than I am. Right. Their hazards are different, but they still have a risk, some risk in their job. Um, I do believe a team is probably more practical in the beginning because most people aren't going to have that buy in. And so having a team come together and kind of delegating and making it easier is probably the more practical reason, just because in the real world. Let's be honest, the payroll people aren't going to be like, oh, my God, I want to do BBSM. Oh, my God. Right. It's just not a thing. Yeah. Right. But building that, that's what I mean, that's where we want to be. Right. That's the pie in the sky. That's the the direction we would want to go is to where everybody wholeheartedly believes that safety is important. And BBSM is a great venue for that. But most cultures don't allow that. So in most cultures, you're probably going to do a team. A team is actually really good, especially if you have. Um, a team within different departments, right? So if you have, let's say, three different business units, having a team, one representative of each is is very easy. And then those can be your coaches to teach the people underneath them. Kind of like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What Do you think it matters on the type of work you do? So I had a, I was talking to some other people about this a while back and they made a good point. They said they saw a BBS program work well in one of the companies they worked for because there was 400 people Mm -hmm. working in one site all within each other. And another guy said, well, it doesn't work for me because I have groups of two and they could work two, three hours apart from each other. Oh, and the yeah. Same two I guys mean, I mean, of course, every, every company is different. I mean, even just when we were both working in the oil and gas, just side by side, we had completely different, you know, methods of, of employment. Right. I had sometimes I had, you know, a pipeline full of 30 guys. Mm -hmm. And then even within the same, you know, umbrella, I could have another crew with just one or two guys. Same, same with yours. I've seen it in power plants. I've seen it in, mm -hmm. you know, geothermal. I've seen it in mines. That's another one too. Is mines is usually very widespread. So it's hard for, for people to be able to implement that. To observe other employees. To observe other employees. Without like literally stopping, driving somewhere, finding somebody. Finding them, in. you know, coordinating, hey, where are you going to be? And then you know how that works. Oh, I'm going to be here. And then they're going to work and they're going to finish that job and go to the next site. You show up. Guy. You show up. <laughs> hey, where are you at? Oh, I moved like 20 minutes ago. I was going to wait oh, for yeah, you. Job like, got canceled. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just drove 45 minutes out. <laughs> somewhere oh yeah i forgot that job got canceled right after we hung up I yeah guess. like right as i found out you were coming i decided to cancel the job oh okay got it perfect but yeah i mean that's and again that's when the team would come in and be able to identify what's the best route of of logistically going out and getting these observations because again i mean i wish that they they could have it just to hey i need to do bbsm on me you want once a week or whatever once a month having that having that forethought but unfortunately when you're not when you're not part of the safety realm you usually don't think about safety that often so i mean yeah that's that's where the team's going to be best to be able to identify within their business unit hey you know what unfortunately i have guys that you know are far apart so let's just figure out maybe within a month you know the metric that we could figure out hey maybe once a month or twice a month we can go and identify these behaviors if we can. Obviously, everyone has to be custom tailored to, yeah. to different businesses. So maybe look at look at your site or look at your company or business or whatever yeah. it is and figure out, 
oh yeah, this is feasible for my employees to observe other employees. Yeah. And it's not crazy difficult for them. So maybe, no, I mean, maybe the answer I asked you really doesn't have an answer. It depends. Well, on I mean, it just depends. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've one, one example I would probably say would be when I was working with a geothermal power plant, they were going to confined, confined spaces. So you're going to, you're going to do your observations inside of a hazardous confined space. Is that what you're telling me? You know? And, and that's, that's something that we had to end up working with. And, and, we we figured out that one one time a month they would go in, but the other ones that they wanted to do would be, you know, going up scaffolding or ladders or doing just other similar jobs that they would do outside of the, the, of the tanks. But, I mean, the majority, probably 90% of the time they were inside the tank, we didn't do any observations there because, you know, like this particular company was hydroblasting. So, I mean, you're not going to be able to see anything anyway, but, I mean, it, it just depends on what, what your business yeah. is and – Again, that's where the team is going to be able to help identify. You're going to have your facilitator, your manager, of course, and then you're going to say, "Hey, these are my these are my key people, your coaches, whatever leaders, whatever you want to call them. These are my key key people, and they're going to be able to help me identify and help me navigate through these through these barriers and red tape that you're going to run into while you're while you're trying to get this program. You know, have moving. you ever been a facilitator? No, sir. No, okay. no. Thank you. Thank God. I've. I that's mean, I've done it. I've never actually but had that, that as a permanent, like, like hey, this I mean, is your like, first job. job. Yeah. Okay. I did it like part time kind of thing. Like, I or think like every safety guy kind of had, or not every, but a lot of times, like, you know, those fields overlap a little bit. Yeah. So kind of like but part of your but, job is part of that. Yeah. But not like, hey, like, hey this is my only job. Mm-hmm. Thing. Yeah. That, that would be kind of tough. I've, I've been there. I've seen guys do that, that actual job and it's tough. You know, they get beat down pretty much. And, and that's always, I remind them, hey, man, it's okay. You know, we can't always get them to do what we want them to do. It's just, this is a part of life. Next question. I don't have one. No, I'm just kidding. Because um, I was going to ask you, because I've been a facilitator before. When I first started, that it was... Isn't that your current job? Yeah, I'm BBS facilitator. <laughs> well, I guess I was facilitator. Like, I was in charge of the BBS program, but I was also the safety guy. So, it was like... Yeah, okay. So, you was both. like a little bit both. Yeah. Okay. But um, one of the biggest things I struggled with, and that's why I was curious if you had had this problem before. And I think even at my current company, we've we struggled with this problem over the last few years, is... The guys being able to understand behavior versus compliance yes. and focusing on behaviors and not compliance. Uh, yeah, the old compliance versus behaviors issue. And and I, we've I've dealt with that, you know, because obviously as as a safety team, we have our facilitator and you know, we like to we like to have a little group chat and he he brings that up and goes, Hey man, this is this is what we got. What do you guys think? And of course that always gets on like that's not behavior, that's that's compliance, you know. Oh, well they didn't have this and they didn't do that. I'm like, yeah, that's compliance versus behaviors. And uh, honestly, it, it, a lot of times it just comes down to training, training and and um, um, retention, I guess. Wait, let's do something real quick. What? I'm going to give you some scenarios. You tell me behavior. Oh, God, here we go. No bear traps. <laughs> no, no. These are the legit ones that I have employees get confused on. Okay. Employee performing a task with no gloves. Behavior or compliance? That's compliance. Okay. Uh, employee ascending or descending a ladder incorrectly. That'd be behavior. Look at you, dude. You look oh, my like, God. It's almost like, like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> almost. Guys, I know. I'm trying to think. Uh, employee not utilizing uh, some form of like a tagline to guide a load when he should have been. Well, that well, you just already said it. Compliance. I got a good one for you. And this is I think this is kind of interesting because I, I flubbed on this one. All right. Let's hear it. Okay. So a gentleman, he was a, a mechanic. We had an issue with a... Um, it's a uh, what is it called? It's it's not the suck truck, 
but it's the mobile ones. You know what I'm talking about? So like a ditch witch? Yeah, like a ditch it's a ditch witch, but like the vac it's not a vac truck, it's a vacuum thing. Okay. But you know what I'm talking about? It's a trailer mounted ditch witch that yeah. you know you have a pressure washer and it sucks all the yeah. all the water out. Someone's like, it's this, you idiot. I'm like, yeah, I know. I worked with them for a bunch of it's um, like a hydro excavator. Hydro excavator, thank you okay. so much. I'm like, I know the words out there. I'm just I'm it just eludes me. But yes, yeah, a hydro excavator ditch witch. And he goes up and he there's like something wrong with one of the cables and he just brings out another cable. He reaches out into his red zone. Right. And as we are taught, if you guys don't know about red zone, yellow zone, green zone, it's just the the closer your hands are to your body, the better, more efficient ergonomically you can work. And so if you reach at the farthest point of your arm, you reach your your arm as far as you can out. That's considered your red zone. Actually, it's a little bit shorter than that, but reaching as far as you can into your red zone. And, you know, I had a customer come and ask me, he saw me, he saw the guy do it. And, you know, he's like, well, what do you think? And I'm, you know, at this point, you know, I'm just like, I don't know. I was actually just, I got out of an uh, an argument with a supervisor and I was like, oh no, I'll go talk to him. And I, I realized like literally the next day, or actually it was at the afternoon. I realized I'm like, I don't know why I told him anything. Literally he went up and like for two seconds reached in his red zone and put something together. Right. And he's like, well, that's the only way to do it. And I said, yeah, I know, brother. You know, I'm not I'm not trying to harass you. There's, there's the customer. You know how the customers are. And I realized, I'm like, dude, I went to school for this. Like, why am I letting somebody who has no idea what they're talking about? If you're, if you're a safety professional, not to be mean, but if you're a safety professional and you're using to another safety professional and you're telling me red zone, then I know you're not t- you know, know anything about ergonomics. Because in ergonomics, if you're reaching into your quote unquote red zone, if you're reaching there for two seconds, that's not a big deal. Right. One time. An hour is not that big of a deal. Now, if you're doing that constantly, right, that's where the repetitive motion problems come in. You can work in your red zone as long also as also depending on the weight of the thing. That's right, in your right. Red if zone. you're not, if you I mean, I mean, if if you're lifting fifty pounds at <laughs> your, your red, red zone, zone, I am afraid of you. <laughs> okay, but no, it was just literally like a plug, boop, maybe ten seconds, or not even ten. Seconds, I'm, I crashed myself. Not more than two seconds. No big deal. And you know, I like I said, I wasn't even in even in that mode at this point. But I just, I just always remember that I always stuck out to myself. Like, why did I even like, why didn't I like think about it? it was, oh, that's a, that's a BBS observation. And this isn't that like, no, it's not, dude. You can totally work mm-hmm. in your red zone. As long as it's not repetitive or, or like you said, there's like lots of weight and stuff. I'm like, dude, like, but it happens to all the best of us. So yeah, I don't, I, I, I often run into issues where people don't understand the difference. And I always tell people it's, it's because most of the time we do one training Right. We do one training and that's it. You're you're qualified to go out and do it. But if there's no repetitive, you know, hey, additional training, it's like safety. Right. If I teach you one class, does that make you proficient in it? No. Yeah. You may have experience now in the quote unquote education, but if you haven't really applied that knowledge too often, you're just kind of go out and doing what the best rendition of what you think it is. So what I've told that individual is like you need to go out if you see these types of things. Figure out who they are. I mean, obviously, you know, we have the tags and stuff like that. Try to figure out who who did that and then go do some coaching. Hey, this is this is not compliance. This is more or this is not behavior. This is more compliance. And that's not what we're looking for. I mean, yes, it's good. I don't want to, you know, take that away from you because that is important. But we're focusing on behaviors. So for sure. I mean, hey, if somebody's out of compliance and someone tells them, hey, it's good. That's a stop word. No, it's not. I'm not it's saying not it's, mad, bad. it's not negative, but yeah, it's just learning but how to navigate that. But when you get turned in only BBSs, 
And like literally when 60% of your BBSs say employee wasn't wearing gloves. First off, you got a problem with gloves. Well, no, but it's probably, off. it's probably, it sounds like if 60% of your stuff is gloves, it's, it's a low hanging fruit and it's easy. So they're yeah. just going to, they're going to pencil it. Oh yeah. Wasn't wearing gloves. That's an easy one. You're not, we'll get in trouble for that. Right. I just remember like 10 years ago when our 11 year, when I started and that was one of the first things I did, my, they the safety guy that was, that hired me said, Start going through the BBSs, look what they write down, and then like let's like pretty much he was telling me to make trends, but I didn't really know any of that stuff was yeah, yet. Yeah, that's a trend. And I was like, that sounds all funny. right, employee not wearing gloves. Okay, one. employee not wearing gloves. Okay, employee. <laughs> oh, there's a lot My of man. Nobody gloves. wears gloves here. But then you go out there and you're all wearing like oh, so yeah. Again, that's that's another skill that you know BBS people need to have is be able to interpret the data and. And try to understand, like, is it really? It was it? also mandatory there. You had to have four yeah, turned in every month. And that's what you're going to typically see in the place that I've worked at, or a couple places that I worked at, but this one in particular is when it was mandatory, if if they found out that you were the one, they would get you in trouble. It's supposed to be an anonymous process. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if that's one of the big things that they say, oh, well, you know, when you're doing these observations, they're anonymous, so there's no trouble. But the problem is, is what happens if you have a really good one? Like, hey, employee wasn't paying attention, stepped to, within an inch of a 10-foot excavation. And you're like, ooh, we can't talk about that. So, yeah. So you think anonymity anonymity is good or no? I think, it, I mean, yeah. It, it just depends. It in depends, a BBS program. It depends on, again, it depends on your culture. You know, I've been in cultures where, I mean, no one cared. They actually wrote down their names because there there was no fear that there was going to be retribution for finding these things. And, you know, we didn't go and pull those people out of the field and talk to them where I've been on the opposite side where we had to keep it an anonymous because if the, the operations manager found out of it, he'd pull that guy into an office and say, why are you doing these bad behaviors? I'm like, bro, that, that's the whole point of the thing is it's supposed to be anonymous so that they don't fear the consequences. You shouldn't be fearful that your safety people are going to get you in trouble. That's, I guess that's my main point. Or your peer. Well, yeah. Well, I guess yeah. It's I the mean, safety yeah. guys that are collecting it. Right. Then, you're yeah. collecting it and you're like, oh, hey, look or what we found. And you're like, oh, what's this? But yeah, like I said, when I worked for this one company, they they actually built like steel. They were steel erectors. And you would be surprised how well their, their system worked. It worked so well that every not everybody, but more than 90% participation. They all, because it was maybe, I think maybe because of the size, it was only like 40 people. Oh, okay. It was a real small company. Were they getting paid for them? Huh? Was there an incentive for them? Well, there was, but we'll, we'll get into that in a little bit. Um, so everybody participated, but it was like a family culture. Everybody hung out after work. Everybody, you know, um, spent time with each other's families. And so they, when their safety person, and I, I, I've kind of envied this person because man, he had it easy. He had like the cakeest job. He's like, dude, honestly, I don't manage anything. All I do is come up with new safety stuff and inform. He's all do in reality. He's not even a safety manager. He's a safety trainer because the, he's, he said the system manages itself. Everybody bought in. Everybody feels because I think from when he told me that they had an injury so many years ago and everybody felt bad. And, and that's when they all decided to make that change. And the culture was amazing. They find, you know, a lot of observations and they do stop works and they do all these things. And I was like, wow, like how did, how did this happen? He goes, Oh, they had an injury that somebody like became paralyzed and all this kind of kind of stuff. But, you know what they did do he, he he did incentivize it that if you guys had good quality ones and they would also have a raffle right so if you participated everybody who participated got into a raffle and it was for actually some pretty cool stuff the owner he was like dude i mean a portion of the of the um his his um not salary but 
the the proceeds that he was making from the company, his profit, he was using a portion of that to to fund TV, bro TVs, sixty inch TVs. He said, yeah, a couple months ago we gave a sixty inch TV, and it, the the funny thing was is you never knew when it what it was going to be. They didn't tell you until that until that that month safety meeting. Oh hey, we're gonna have an iPod. Uh, it was back in the day. It was an iPod Shuffle, which used to be it used to be one of the cool things, you know. iPod, wow, iPod Shuffle, that's pretty cool, you know. Sixteen TVs, and they had a bunch of cool stuff. I think I remember they had like four years without an incident, without like a recordable, and one of them was a trip to Hawaii. He said the, he's, uh, I guess you know, the owner felt he was saving a ton of money, changed his insurance, and a bunch of stuff. And he's like, yeah, bro, he was all with the eighteen thousand dollars that we saved because of the the good the good safety culture that we have the owner's like yeah two trip uh, a ticket for four to hawaii for four days or something like that and i was like hey, so, so are they where, hiring where can i apply or yeah it was pretty nuts i, I was like and, 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 and the you know the craziest part is is it's a steel erection company those companies are notorious for being dangerous bad. actually we had a fatality here in, in bakersfield not too long ago with one when they were building one of the new the amazon yeah, yeah they're building i amazon wasn't gonna say here. the name sorry amazon don't take us down. Why? They didn't cause it. It was the, I didn't say the, the company that, that had the fatality. They were just building that facility. That's true. So Amazon's going to get mad at us. That's good because we were about to get put on Amazon. They just opened up podcasting. Yeah, so. I saw that. So, yeah. Look for, look for us on uh, Apple Podcast. <laughs> but uh, let's, I think that's, that's a good transition into, you know, we've, we kind of alluded to it before in this episode is that incentivizing things is always good in safety. You know, making sure that people feel empowered making sure people feel like they're important and making sure that they understand that this is beneficial, not only to themselves, but to others as well. So, like I said, I think incentivizing things is good. I've seen some incentivizations where it's literally, um, lunch, you know, if, if you get, you know, a hundred percent participation within your group, whatever, you know, like if you had a coach over a business unit or a, a group within that business unit, you would get lunch. And that was kind of cool because the safety team got part of the lunch. So that was our you incentive. You go pick it up for him. That was like our incentive too. to, you know, the manager. It was cool because like that was like a known thing. So, I mean, we would get one to the ops manager, right? Because, you know, we got to make sure that he's happy too. But we gave one to the ops manager. Everybody in safety got one. And then everybody within the crew, even the supervisors and the manager over or the project manager over that that business you got whatever too so it was kind of cool because we we incentivized it to where everybody got rewarded so obviously the ops manager is like cool like if they do their job i get lunch and if you if you're the ops manager and you're over eight business units guess how many days out of the month you're gonna get at lunch <laughs> eight and and i mean let's say it's not a steak dinner but we've had some pretty good food i'll be honest with you we had some really good food and it was really nice because you were like and, it, and the best part is when I first started, I didn't know about it. They're like, oh, hey, we bought lunch today. And I'm like, what? <laughs> they're like, it was like, like three days in a row that I had lunch. I was like, what, is this normal? They're like, oh, no, no, we, it was our BBSM. And all these guys are, are they they did their 100% participation. So they get a, a nice lunch. They So they get um, like a soda. And then like, they had like a choice of like cheeseburgers. Or they had like a, a really good tri-tip sandwich that was really good. I remember when those first came out, we're like, "Whoa, tri-tip sandwich!" So I was just gonna talk about food. Yeah, like, oh, it was so good. But yeah, it was it was kind of nice because 
you know, you got rewarded, you know, and we would take, you know, whoever the safety advisor was would go take it out and pass it out to the guys. And the guys were just like, yes, we get free lunch. And, you know, they got an extended lunch. The supervisor's like, dude, I'm going to have this too. And the, uh, the, the project manager having his there as well. So he's like, dude, everybody take like an hour lunch, take a little longer on your lunch. I mean, clock back in, but enjoy the rest of your lunch. And then you know, obviously get back to work. And it was nice. You think that sort of incentive where you're, Saying you are rewarded if 100% of people participate, that encourages pencil whipping? I would 100% say that because, and, and of course, it just depends on the culture. I, I Even within the same company, of course, yeah, yeah. cultures change within business units because yeah. I had some people who, no joke, would never get one, right? And they were, and it's it sucked because the two people that were doing it were like, dude, we're never going to get a lunch. This sucks. And then other people just didn't see the value in it. Yeah. And then the other guys were just like, dude, who cares? Just do it. Yep, and we get a lunch. Group so, incentives, I feel like they have positives, but they also have some pretty big negatives. Yeah, too. they can they can they can be really good or really bad depending on how you're using them. If you're using them properly, again, that's why we have the management. And we look inside those different cultures and okay, well, why isn't it working for you? And that's their, that's your job as a facilitator is you go in there and go, why isn't it working for you? Well, I have a bunch of welders and they don't want to believe and they don't believe this and they don't want to do. And I'm like, oh, say no more. Trust me, I've dealt with welders. So it's just learning how to it's just learning how to manage within that. Like, okay, well, what's effective and what works? Like I said, I I told them I would rather have I would rather reward good quality BBSOs mm -hmm. than just give out food or any other incentives. Just just a hundred percent. And I think that's that's one of the metrics that was kind of interesting is is watching somebody who could craft metrics is learning how that they were able to manipulate that and make it look like they were doing a great job. In reality. If you really looked at the data, you're like, dude, your numbers don't match anywhere what you're looking at, what you're presenting. So I think, again, that's the manager's job to verify, like, hey, well, where are these numbers coming from? Oh, from these imaginary numbers I just created in my head. Oh, okay. You know, is is, is it every month it's 90%? Is it every month we're hitting our 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 quota? Yeah, no. Um, one thing I've actually seen was really interesting is that some customers actually have a BBSO program where they actually get different contractors to come together in a bbso yeah. and i did one of those that was kind of cool because they said they fed us just give joe some food and <laughs> just he's give good me to go, some man. food and i am happy i will listen to whatever stupid thing you want to listen you want to show so many timeshare just have a dumb buffet and i'll just sit there uh-huh yeah oh man it's so good like you're paying you you gave me this food just for listening to you talk i'm a sucker one thing i was going to talk about so i mean i've worked for a few different contractors and honestly I've never seen BBSO be like 100% or whatever you call it, a BBS program be 100% successful. Yeah. But a few years ago, uh, the company I worked for, they actually brought in a consultant that did BBS. Like that was their thing. That for was 20, their thing. Over, oh, over 20 years, they've been in BBS and they came in and and they, they went through the entire program of the BBS program of the company. Mm -hmm. They gave us a list of all the recommendations of how they thought we could improve our BBS program. And, and it fell flatter than no, it actually, I mean, it actually helped a lot and it had some of the things that you're talking about, okay. right? It was completely voluntary. Yeah. Like you said, one, I think you need to sit down and just really go like, I'm just going to put this out there. I don't have 20 years. So welcome for the free advice. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, so, I, just, I literally just took this poor guy's whole consulting career. And just do it. Out no, the window. you didn't take the whole thing. You, you took, don't need you this guys. A little piece of it. Anyways. Uh, I, one of the things that I didn't really think was as important, which I really should have because I'm I'm a safety guy and this is part of what we do is 
how important it was to document the entire process of how everything in the entire program is going to work mm-hmm. and lay it all out in front of you so you can see like what are the things that are backing up the, the next gaps thing? and the, Where are the, the gaps, funnels right? and yeah and once once that got all laid out and the and the consultant came in and like showed us like hey like here's this here's this here's this here's this this is what you need to put in here and here and here and he, he laid it all out for us it was it really helped the program get better but voluntary um and then um the way that that we did it was uh, you actually got a small uh, incentive, right? A monetary incentive, right? Just for participating in the program. That's what's up. But the to participate in the program actually got a lot stricter. Yes. So you had to meet very strict criteria yep. on how the BBS was created, mm-hmm. what the content of the BBS was, what kind of feedback you gave the employee. Just like, like another job, you can easily be fired from that from that position. Yeah. So that it, before, where it was like, here, check these boxes, and then say what you saw. It's now it's like, okay, check these boxes, exactly describe what you saw before, what you saw during, what you saw after, what did you coach? What was the response of the coaching? Like it, it was a much more thorough BBS and they were getting paid to do them. Like you got paid to do so many a right. month. So that's pretty cool. But, um, and then on top of that, what we did is we created like a, like a, uh, acknowledgement program around that. So not just monetary, uh, that we were giving them, right. Like we were picking out like the stuff. best ones mm-hmm. and, uh, we were like recognizing them publicly or whatever, you know, we create like a little poster for them. And it was like, you were the, you were I the, all, you were the all star. Yeah. Uh, and, and then we, safety stars. and then we did kind of, like you said, we did like a six month. Uh, if you were one of the people that was like an all star of one yep. of the months, you got placed into a raffle. And then you won like a, a really big prize, like like b- baseball tickets to a, a game or something. Right. But yeah. it really did uh, help the program, and it really did bring in a lot better data. Yeah. But I still don't know if I completely believe in BBS programs. Well, I mean, like I said, it's it's never going to be a hundred percent. But there's uh, again, if you have somebody who understands the process and how people work, exactly, you want it. You want to make it difficult for people to get in because then. Right. If you're not going to work all that hard, it's like in safety, you're not, you're not going to go and you're not going to get a master's degree and you're not going to go and get a CSP and all these certifications just to sit on your butt. Right. Just, that's just the very small percentage of people may do that. I, I highly doubt that you would work all that way, climb all those ladders and jump all those hoops and all these other things that you got to do just to get to this position. Just like, eh, I don't care. You know? And again, of course we, we talk about motivation, but yeah, creating that barrier of entry no you can't you can't just come in right you need to have some type of qualification you need to want it right you want to show us that you want and then of course consistently right because once you're in you know complacency can easily set in and if we're not managing that again you're going to get you're going to get false data you're not going to get good stuff it's super important and yeah like you said not everybody wants to participate some people just don't believe in it some like eh I don't care about that. And then some, and it's funny because I don't, I'm sure you, you probably had this too. And as soon as somebody gets some good prize that they want, they're like, man, I want that. How come I don't get that? And then you realize that you tell them like, well, because you didn't participate because you thought it wasn't important. And now that you see there's something that you could have gained from it. Now you see that, you know, it's like FOMO, the fear of missing out. Yeah. Oh man, I could have had that. Yeah. It could have been you, but you chose not to. You didn't, and that's, that's a consequence of your, your terrible safety culture. What do you think about having an incentive built into your company? Let's say you have a really strong BBS program, right? Like, like I just said right now, your program's outlined really strong and it's voluntary, but you tell employees, like, let's say, like, let's say you're just a normal, uh, regular field worker. Uh-huh. You can be like considered whatever the next level is like a senior or a leader or whatever. 
only if you are active in one of the programs. Again, that's uh, for me in the perfect world. What you're describing is exactly what I want. If I'm going to move somebody from the base level up to a, 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 I can't say lead because typically the people that are leading work are just leading work. But if you want to become a supervisor, these are the things that we need to be putting into place. You have to have a safety mind and a safety conscience because in reality, again, if we're allowing our employees to make those decisions, it's easier for us to identify the behaviors like safety culture, safety, you know, babies, uh, behavioral safety observations, all these kinds of things, right? Put that into their, into their annual six months, quarterly, their reviews, make that a requirement for the next position, because then what you're going to have is you're going to have a clear line of, of, uh, upward mobility, right? Hey, Man, I'm so good at my job. And I think we talked about this with with a couple of our uh, guests before, right, in leadership. Yeah, I'm really good at my job. Cool, but do you know how to lead others? Well, no. Well, same thing. Man, I'm really good at my job. Cool, but are you safe, right? You're going to be you're going to be overseeing people. You're not going to be doing the work anymore. You're going to be watching other people do the work. So now what we need to do is we need to identify are you safety minded, right? Cuz if as if you're safety minded as a supervisor, you're going to make sure that your employees are safe, right? And that's that's where we want. We want both the employee and the supervisor to both have safety in mind. So if you build that into their into their career path saying, "Hey, in order for you to move up, you have to be safety minded." I mean, I wouldn't say you have to be in the BBS program, but I think that's a good a good option of like, "Hey, participate in something that yeah, shows it shows that you're, you're participating. You're not just like you said, uh, uh, again, Showing up to work every day does not entitle you to anything. I don't know where this, our generation got that idea, but I hear, oh, well, you know, one of my favorite things is I always have a, a, an employee, a coworker. Oh, man, I'm going to go ask for a raise. And I always throw them this at them. What have you done? Well, I've been here six months. and uh, Okay, so you've shown up to work. So you're saying that just because you showed up to work, you deserve more money. And, you know, and they, you put it in that context. I'm like, that sounds stupid, doesn't it? Yeah. It does. I just showed up and I, I deserve more money. No, what what extra have you done? Again, participating in BBSOs, stop works, whatever your metric is. I mean, throw that into your into your um into your career advancement. Cool. You want to be a supervisor? Cool. Well, how come you're not doing any, any stop works? That's not important. Oh, so you think safety is not important? So as a supervisor, you're gonna allow our employees to do something dangerous. What do you think is gonna do that? What, what do you think that's gonna do to your metrics? What do you think that's going to do to productivity? What do you think that's going to do to your company when people start getting hurt? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think it's going to do to the morale? What do you think it's going to do to the employee? You're going to allow your employees to be work dangerous. And I think that, like you said, we've we've talked about this before, but adding those into the career advancement, like I said, it doesn't have to be BBSO, but that's a, it's a great tool. Well, we'll do BBSO or increase your stop works or do something to participate in the safety. Because if you're not participating, we don't want you as a supervisor. Why? Because you're over other people, right? And if they can prove that they are safety minded, I would I'll hire a person that's safety minded over someone who's not any day. Is that your final thoughts on BBS? That's my final thoughts. That's my final answer. Okay. My final answer? BBS can work. It can, but it's very... But- very technical and it's very difficult and it's it takes extremely expertise, difficult expertise and it has to i think it needs to be extremely tailored to your business and yes. your industry and if you do not have a really strong culture to begin with it's very difficult to get it's going to be really hard to use any, any very of that data very uphill battle wait second question is it data or data <sighs> i swear to god it's data <laughs> i say data too all it right depends well on 
I think we covered a lot about BBS today. Yeah. And uh, I think it was pretty insightful, right? I mean, like you said, that was the first. That was one of the first things I did when I got into safety. It's a lot so. of people get do when they do in, uh, when they get into safety. So yep. it's important to understand where the pitfalls may be, especially if you've never done that position and you don't understand BBSM very well. These are some really good tips for you to be able to identify how to succeed in such a such a position. Mailbag? Huh? Mailbag? Oh yeah. So I mean, we kind of alluded to it in the more in the in the beginning of the episode yeah. that we've been re- had a lot of people been reaching out just saying that you know the quality is getting better, which I really appreciate, guys. You know, we we have a couple episodes that when we first started, we're like, yeah, this is not gonna work, so we had to change change some of the things, which is good, you know. And I think that we've gotten better, you know, with our with our voice, with our with our sound quality, you know, the topics I think are getting better. We have a better direction and, and stuff like that. And just like I said, guys, if there's something that you guys don't like, you're like, oh, I don't like the cheesy jokes, Joe. I'm like, yeah, well, that's that's what I, I do. I don't know if we can get rid of that. <laughs> that's just what I do. But just let us let us know. Good, bad, other, you know, I could tell people I'm we're not an island. We're here to serve you guys and we want to help, you know, help you guys become better. And at the same time, we want to spread the word that, you know, safety is super important and help people become safer in their in their everyday lives, you know. So, yeah, you know, like, like I said, thank you guys for the feedback. We appreciate all that you guys do. Maybe we'll have a sweepstakes up here in the next couple of weeks. Giveaway maybe. or something? We'll give like a giveaway, like a water bottle or maybe like, maybe a like, water bottle? Yeah. hey, I ain't got that kind of money, man. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have, I don't have. <laughs> okay, Matt's going to give I just don't know a, what you mean by water bottle. Like, Matt's going like to give away a, six, right a 60-inch TV and an Apple, a Zune. <laughs> a Zune, a Microsoft Zune. Uh, they're probably expensive now because there's none out. There's like they no such them. thing anymore. He's gonna give you what's that? Hey, do you remember what's that? That one member with Macaulay Culkin, and he had the, the the talk talk boy. It was right after it was right after um um Home Alone came out, and he had that little that little Walkman. Remember when he was t- in Home Alone two when he had a little Walkman? He was like recording people. I don't remember. You not remember that? I swear to God, Matt, I'm gonna murder you. But- Anyways, <laughs> what? Uh, also, don't forget the popular safety guys on Instagram. Uh, wait, what are we on Reddit? The culture of safety. The huh? culture of safety. Um, you can mostly find us in uh, guys. Is it R is it R OSHA? I don't Not know the other uh, letters. It's R. It just means it's a Reddit. It's a subreddit. Oh, okay. So it's a. Uh, we're gonna be in uh, safety professionals. It's probably the one that we post in the most. Um, and then also you can find us on Facebook, the culture of safety, and uh, yeah, the talk boy. You don't remember the talk boy? I don't remember the talk here's boy. A, here's the picture of the talk boy. Culture of safety at gmail.com. <laughs> you're trying to sell us you're dumb you remember the talk boy i don't remember that okay i'll show you go watch home alone home i've alone watched home alone a ton home alone of times two. but i feel like i, I don't, I don't know home if I really alone watched home two. alone two you don't remember this where you sitting there and he's like, i'm showing the picture of macaulay Culkin with the little talk boy and no oh, wow. make a meme out of it and post it on the popular safety guys. i will <laughs> i'm gonna make hey guys go to safety professionals at uh on, on the reddit and i'm gonna post the funniest meme about us doing our podcast and it's gonna be macaulay Culkin and the talk boy all right well thanks everybody for listening we appreciate it have a yep. good one bye